Psalm 86, 11. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Hello, welcome back to the Undivided Heart Podcast. If you are new here and it's your first time, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And I am just so thankful to be able to do this podcast. And for those of you who are listening and willing to learn more about who God is and so that we can glorify him more. If you um, don't know already, I do have a website where I have done... A study through Galatians. So the first post, blog post, is the background of Galatians, and that is what we're going to be going over today. And then the weeks following, we will go through each chapter together on this podcast. Now, like I said, I do have it out on the blog website, so you can access kind of a written form of it. But for those of you who are auditory learners, this might be even more helpful. Uh, if you'd like to use both, you can totally do that. You can access the website through my Instagram page, which is at the dot undivided heart, and the link is on there. So if you just click there, you can go ahead and find the Galatians studies on there. So like I said, today we are going to be studying the background of Galatians. So Galatians has an outline, really, in, in each... Um, book of the Bible, you can break down really an outline of what's going on. So the first chapter in verses one through five, it is Paul, who is the author, greeting the people of Galatia, the church of Galatia. That's who he is writing to. So the author is Paul and he greets them in verses one through five. Secondly, he presents a problem. So the problem is that there is a gospel that has been spreading and going around and accepted by some that is from false teachers. And so that's in verses six through nine. And then he continues to present a defense of himself. And this is solely just to show the people that he is an apostle of God. He is sent by God and not just another false prophet or another false teacher. So that's in verses 10 through 24. So he expresses that he seeks God's approval and not man's, which is what false teachers do. They're seeking man's approval. So that is more clarification, verification that he is an apostle of God. He also presents the truth that he is not dependent on Jewish leaders for his authority. And that's in verses 11 through 24. He goes on to then defend the true gospel, and then he presents practical effects that it has on believers. So that is in chapters chapter 2, verse 15, through chapter 6 through 10. So again, chapter 2, starting at verse 15, 15 excuse me, through chapter 6, verse 10, is his defense of the true gospel and practical effects, effects that it has on believers. And then closing out the book of Galatians, because it has only six chapters, you have his conclusion, and that starts at verse 11. So in chapter 6, verse 11 through verse 18, and that wraps up the book of Galatians. So that's just a brief outline in case you're kind of wondering, like, what is this book about? 
And I know for myself, if I haven't read a book of the Bible, I always need to be reminded of that. So I really, really like to, when I do my studies, to have an outline of like, okay, what's going on here? And what can I kind of prepare my heart to read? So as an introduction, on top of the outline, as I mentioned, Paul is the author. Paul, who was once Saul and was tremendously saved by grace and God Oh my goodness, if you don't know the story of Paul, or Saul turned into Paul, um, that is just one that is a must, 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 must. I recommend you go and read that before you even get into Galatians so you can get a background on who Paul is. He was once a murderer of Christians, and he was saved by an incredible act of God that got his attention. And he became such a wonderful example of what it truly means to serve God with our whole hearts. And so Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament. And I just, I think it's so, I love reading his story. I think it's such a beautiful testimony of who God is. So I highly recommend reading through that. But um, going back to Galatians, so this book was written to a group of churches in the region of Galatia, like I mentioned, and that is now, if you look on a map, that is modern day Turkey. So modern day Turkey used to be the area that was considered Galatia, and there was a group of churches there that Paul was very concerned about, and he directed this letter to them. This letter was written sometime between 48 to 55 years after Christ had returned back to his throne in heaven. So I also really always have to remind myself and I really find it important to remind others that Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, all of these, all of these books of the Bible are letters. So when we read them in our Bible, if you open up your Bible, you have you have the heading, which is Galatians, and then you have your subheadings and you have your chapters. Well, it's important to remember that this was a letter. So when you write a letter to someone, you don't have subheadings typically. I mean, I usually don't. Um, Last time I wrote a letter on paper, it's probably been a while, but say you're writing a text, okay? (laughs) Modern day letter. You're not going to have subheadings and chapters. You're just going to write. You're just writing and writing and writing and writing until you're done. So, keeping that in mind, we have to remember everything relates to itself, to and each chapter relates to the previous. It's all related. So, we can't be the type of people who take one part of the Bible and want to remove it and say, you know, this means something and this means this. We have to always interpret scripture with scripture. And we know that this letter that Paul wrote is all of the Bible is breathed out by God and it was given to whoever the writer is from the Holy Spirit. And these words were given, um, God, or God gave Paul the wisdom to write to these people. So all of these words are approved and breathed out and given through God and the Holy Spirit. So that's important to remember, but back to the letter thing, we cannot just take parts of scripture and remove them without relating it to the rest of scripture because it all flows and it all relates to each other and all points back to Christ. So 
back to Galatians, I want to talk about why it was written. So I mentioned that Galatians, or the people of Galatia, were receiving a false gospel from false teachers, and Paul was coming in to defend that. Now, it was a very urgent letter written by Paul as a response to the churches of Galatia being influenced by these false teachers that were claiming that salvation was obtained through faith in Christ and works, such as circumcision. So, he does talk about circumcision through Galatians, and we will eventually go through that. But it's important to realize that how tricky these false teachers were because they claimed that salvation was obtained through faith in Christ, which is true. But they added the works part. And so that's when it becomes false. And the Galatians had first accepted the gospel preached to them by Paul through the power of the Holy Spirit. They had first accepted the true gospel. And when Paul had continued his journey in preaching the gospel, when he left Galatia, false teachers came to the Galatians and taught them that circumcision was a requirement for justification. So to be forgiven of their sins, they needed to act on circumcision. So the Galatians were uncircumcised Gentiles, so they were not of Jewish heritage, and the false teachers insisted that the Galatians not only believe in Christ, but also perform the work of circumcision to be saved. Paul stands very firm in the truth that justification is through faith in Christ Jesus alone, not by any works done by us. So as you can see, the people of Galatia were being swayed and they were kind of just believing whatever came to them. They didn't have a firm foundation and I'm not going to say every single person, but clearly it was a big enough issue for Paul to write a letter to them. So Paul tells the Galatians that if they accept this belief that justification comes through Christ and works, that they have fallen away from grace, grace and will be severed from Christ and Christ will be of no advantage. Paul words, no, so in quotes, no advantage to them. And so that's in chapter five, verses two and three. He reminds the Galatian people that, and this is in quotes, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. End quote. That's in chapter 5, verse 6. So, moving forward, these false teachers were not only trying to preach a false gospel of justification through works, but they were also trying to discredit Paul, who had founded the churches in Galatia. So, he went there and he established these true gospel churches. And they wanted to discredit him so that the people had a reason to not believe him and then in turn believe their false gospel. And these false teachers were claiming that he was a renegade, which means a person who, who deserts and betrays an organization, country, or set of principles. So they were claiming that he was deserting what he once followed. So he was once under that law. And he once taught that the law was the way and um, they wanted to say, you've just deserted what you once believed. You've deserted it. And 
and he did <laughs> he deserted it for the truth but they wanted just to say that oh you've just left it you've just betrayed us and it wasn't it wasn't about them he left that because he he was very very sure because of a relation a relationship with god and a revelation uh from god of what the truth was and so he did leave that organization of jewish law and justification by works and all those principles so it's important to remember that he was once a pharisee who did not believe in the power of who jesus was and what he came to accomplish that's it, it is who he was he was these false teachers, those were his friends. The, that is who he was. And so they were trying to claim that he was just rebelling and not actually being used by God. So they also tried to claim that Paul was just changing his gospel, quotes his gospel, so that he could more easily accommodate the Gentiles. And that we can see in chapter 1, verse 10. So they just thought, oh, you're just changing what you believe just so that you can accommodate these people and please them. And we know with, through reading Galatians, that is so false that Paul does not care about pleasing man. He talks about that in his letters. He says, if I were trying to please man, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. So that's definitely not the truth there. Um, but the Galatians were showing interest in both the rumors about Paul and in the false gospel, which is very scary. And, and we can see that now in society. There are so many people who show interest in these false teachers who have maybe such an appealing presentation of what they're teaching. They have these huge churches, these mega churches that are just so appealing because they have the music and the lights and you can come, you know, they say, come as you are and they don't want to address your sin. They don't want to really love you is what it is. They don't want to love you. So they don't want to tell you the truth. And so many people show interest in that because they think, cool, I can have Jesus and fire insurance, and I can live my life the way that I want to. And as true Christians, that can we can never reconcile both of those. That, that can never be true for us. We cannot live our lives the way that we want to and also have Christ. We also have, we always have to either choose Christ or the world. We can't have both. So in this time, the Galatians were wanting both, really. They were wanting to follow these set of laws because it made them it gave them peace of, I can control my salvation. I can control what happens to me because if I follow these rules, then I should be good. And we know through reading scripture that salvation is not a set of rules. So at the time that Paul wrote to them, they were in the process of deserting the true gospel. And as a result, God himself and they truly, I mean, deserting the true gospel is deserting God. So we see that in chapter one, verses six and seven, and the Galatians now wanted to be under the law. And we see that in chapter four, verse 21 and become circumcised. So the attraction to a different gospel that's in quotes, uh, chapter one, verse six resulted in actions and behaviors that were not only, they were not God glorifying at all. And so, in this, the overall purpose of Paul writing to the Galatians was to convince them that no Gentile needs to accept, accept circumcision to be justified and belong to Christ. That the true gospel is that justification comes by faith in Christ Jesus alone. We see him address that in chapter 2, verse 5, and also chapter 2, verse 14. 
And he was very serious in stating that anyone who seeks to validate, um, I'm sorry, violate. So anyone who seeks to violate this truth by adding requirements outside of the blood of Jesus must be avoided and resisted at all costs. And we see that in chapter one, verses eight and nine. So in order to convince the Galatians of this truth, Paul had to show and explain to the people that the gospel he's preaching and his authority to preach it came from God alone. And we see that in chapter one, verses 11 or verse 11 through chapter two, verse 14. So that is a why of Galatians and why it was written. So the primary theme to close out the primary theme of the letter to the Galatians written by Paul through the Holy Spirit was that justification is God's gift of grace, unearned, undeserved, to be received only through faith. And we can see that in his letter in, cha- in chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. Faith itself is also God's free gift, and that's something that he really, really, really tried to hit on a lot is that it's God's free gift and not something that we can accomplish on our own. We see that over and over and over in Galatians chapter 1 verse 3, chapter 1 verse 6, chapter 1 verse 15, chapter 2 verse 19, chapter 2 verse 21, chapter 6 verse 18. This is the truth of the gospel and we see that chapter 2 verse 5 and chapter 2 verse 14. Paul's letter shows his deep righteous anger over the false teacher's denial of this truth. And he really was warning the people that whoever rejects this truth cannot be, cannot expect to be saved. We see that he clarifies that really truly in chapter one, verse eight and chapter five, verse four. So as we can see, this was a really big issue in the church of Galatia. And unfortunately, in reading this, I realize this is also a really big issue in the church of America. And I saw this meme or whatever it was. I don't know. I guess it's called a meme. And some, and it said, um, if Paul, something to the store, and I'm probably butchering it, but if Paul was alive today, he definitely would be writing a letter to America. And I laughed, you know, because it's, it's funny the way it was presented. But unfortunately, it, it's really not funny. It's, it's sad and it's very scary to think that we have the entirety of scripture. We have the whole canon. We have the Bible. And yet we're still dealing with the same issues that have been since the beginning. It's over and over and over. And we know that this is happening because we're human and we're flesh. But unfortunately, it's so sad to think that we still have Christians who are believing a false gospel. We still have false teachers roaming around. But we know that the Bible tells us that this is what the enemy does. And he wants to deceive and he wants to steal people's peace and salvation and it being only through Christ. And he wants to destroy any assurance that we have. And so I'm really looking forward to going through this study together through the podcast and being able to walk through what true salvation is. And it's not through 
our works. There's nothing you can do to be saved, and there's nothing you can do to maintain your salvation. Your salvation is a gift from God, and your faith is a gift from God, and He gives you grace to be able to see His truth, and He chooses to have mercy on you and chooses to forgive you. And that's the only, that's the only source of our salvation. There's nothing you can do to make him love you more. And there's nothing you can do to assure that you're saved. That assurance is in Christ Jesus alone. And he already paid that price and the work is done. So I just really pray that through this study together, we would just have so much more peace in our salvation and realizing God, you already did the work. Christ paid the price. And all I have to do is focus on loving you. And in loving you, that means I'll obey your commands. And that's it. We have assurance of salvation through Christ. And that is all. And he's all that we need. So I pray that you have a blessed rest of your day. Until next time, I am so looking forward to going through this study together.